three, two, one. Get ready to dance. If I can do it, then you can do all team together and we'll make it do. I've been going so long for all too long and it's time, it's time to move on. Welcome everyone to this episode of ADHD Explorers by ADHD Doers. We are a group of thousands of ADHDers who are just talking to each other to figure out the secrets of our brains. And we're super glad to have mm -hmm. Neha Siddiqui, who is a doctor with ADHD, to share her study tips and life advice that she's worked out from her unique life and her, her perspective. So thanks for joining us, Neha. Thank you so much for having Hi. me. It is absolutely wonderful. To Do have you want to introduce yourself? Maybe like tell the audience a little bit about your ADHD story before we get into your top study tips. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess during school, I was always like a really good student, like especially in like primary school. Once it came to high school, a bit more difficulty, mostly around like organization and like I can't turn in things on time. Like I could do the material, mm -hmm. but if there was a timeline attached to it, then that would make it a lot more difficult. So I obviously thought the problem was inherently in me because I thought, mm -hmm. oh, I was such a great student before. Like what happened? It's, it's me. It's a hundred percent me. It's, it's nothing else. No big mm -hmm. deal. So I think that's when I first started to look into like productivity and like organizational strategies as a topic, I guess. Um, and mm -hmm. so I guess to just explain the system in America, you know how you have to go do like a four years bachelor's and then you go into like medicine law, whatever the rest of the world, you don't do that. Mm -hmm. You go straight into it. Like I'm sure you guys know. Um, so my family lived in Ireland when I was younger. So then I went to Ireland for medical school right after I, right after high school in America. And, uh, I learned you really cannot run from your problems. Wow. <laughs> Those same problems I had, I honestly thought, yeah, yeah, I'll get into medicine. And just like that environment will just, you know, like, I'll just be changed because of that. No, mm -hmm. that's not how it works. Your brain is still the same. So if you don't tackle those problems when they happen, they will actually follow you. And they followed me all throughout mm -hmm. medical school. And after my first year of university, so I'll just say university and college and medical school. Oh no, my headphones died. Wait, okay, okay, they died. Okay. Oh, okay. That's okay. Um, so yeah, after my first year of university, I noticed that I had a hard time paying attention to my lectures. And like, it was literally like a 10 minute span. And then I was gone the rest of the time. So uh, my mom literally Googled it and she came across inattentive subtype of ADHD. And she's like, yeah, this... Uh, this matches you to like a T and I was like wait what no I cannot have ADHD because the kids that I went to school with who had ADHD were very hyper they could not mm -hmm. sit still they got bad grades they were not like how I was in school and I just considered us completely separate like people and so mm -hmm. then I got a diagnosis I was diagnosed with ADHD at that time, it was mostly inattentive, but I think now it's more mixed. Um, mm -hmm. And I just ignored it. I just left it. 
And I was like, I've made it this far. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? wow. Wow. And um, then I, I failed a bunch of my midterms in physiology. Mm-hmm. And all of my lecturers were like, I really thought you were going to get a B because of the way that you were asking questions, the way that you seem to understand the material. And you either like, I either got like a D or like failed by one point. That's like, I don't know why failing oh, wow. by one point is a thing that I always do. um specifically one anatomy midterm I had I the it was literally just the wording of it was different to the way that I had learned Uh. that was why I put all of the correct answers but basically for different questions and he was like you would have gotten close to a hundred but instead you have failed by like a few points and I was just like oh my god he was like do you have testing anxiety and I was like I guess I do and so that's when I started looking into ADHD stuff and like ADHD specific things like learning about it reading about it listening to podcasts I did everything and then I I kind of tried to I guess incorporate it into the rest of my like uni life which my course was six years long so this happened probably in my second year um Mm -hmm. and it was it was still difficult I'd say at that point I think after graduating it's been easier to kind of understand and right now the therapist that I have he has a son who has ADHD so a lot of our conversations are about ADHD specific um strategies and things to do and that's probably made the biggest difference Mm -hmm. um so I just basically I try everything I (laughs) even if it's neurotypical strategies that generally do not work I try them anyway I give them a shot and then I decide like does this work for me or not but Mm -hmm. the moral of the whole story is work with your ADHD and not against it because it will make your life easier it's not like running from your problems isn't going to work trust me i tried that texas to ireland come on guys it doesn't get any bigger than that so um don't try to run from it you have to confront it and you have to make peace with it like i did Mm -hmm. wow yeah wow so it sounds like you started implementing those unique strategies from like the second year of college slash uni yeah and then you felt a difference in the way that you operated I honestly, in the beginning, I just noticed more of a difference. It was more Mm -hmm. of just like, oh, my God, people really don't do this. Like, you know how we need a lot of study breaks and you need to move around? Yeah. Yeah. The library is not the place for that. I learned that. (laughs) Yeah. There was one floor in our library that was really quiet. And I used to go. I studied there like a few times, but like, you know, like you can't really fidget because people will stare you down and there was a (laughs) staircase that you could see. And I, every single time a person would walk up and down those stairs, I would see who it is. And you know, that leads to a lot of awkward eye contact as well. And you just don't need that. (laughs) You don't need that. (laughs) And then I moved to the top floor of the library where it's like airier, the desks are a bit bigger, it's a bit more noisier because you hear the echoes from everywhere. But if you're going to get up every 20, 30, every hour, minute, like however many minutes it is, people are going to notice that. 
And then you mm. notice that people really don't move. They just, they get there and they sit and they study and you're just like, what are you on? And can you sell me some? Cause like, I, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not at that level. And then I went back to, there's a problem in me. It, it always mm. went back to, it's a problem in me because I've made it this far. I've done all these things. Why, why aren't my techniques from when I could cope when I was younger? Why aren't they working now? So, mm-hmm. but you yeah. don't have the same support system. You don't have your parents. Yeah. You don't have like school structure and all of these things anymore, right? Like, exactly. I think I, when I went to university is when I first started noticing some struggles more as well because high school you have so much structure even first second third year of university you have classes at a certain time it was like fourth year writing my thesis I was like why can't I do this (laughs) I can't sit down and write words I just couldn't do it (laughs) exactly and it's just like you just wonder you're like how did I get anything done in my life ever so it sounds like when it comes to like the point where we're autonomous and have to be our own manager in a sense that's where i feel like a lot of the kind of struggles and difficulties yeah the struggles come like i i i know i've been trying to put in like just planning at the moment in my life and i'm like freaking out because i've never planned i've always just improvised my life or whatever and so i am dying to know well. what kind of sorry i just talked oh, over you what did you say no, i spoke over you it's an adhd <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it always happens you know like, like it's just what it is um i love how on this podcast we can go in any direction but i am I'm really eager to know what you implemented and like okay. what you found to work for you. Okay. So in terms of working for me versus working for others, I think that was one of, that was a really big lesson I learned in the beginning is that just because it works for someone else does not mean it's going to work for you. And that's okay. And just because it works for you one day doesn't mean it's going to work another day, but that does not mean that that strategy does not work. So um, the way that my therapist mentioned it, shout out to Richard, my therapist. Um, it was you need to have a I lot had of a strategy. Too. Oh, really? Whoa! <laughs> um, I guess it must be like a thing. Your name is Richard. You're gonna be a therapist. I mean, there you go. Um, <laughs> so basically, you have a lot of strategies because you're gonna. You know how we get bored really easily. You're gonna mm-hmm, get bored yeah. of your strategy and like five days. And one thing Mm. I noticed before I was diagnosed is that I would have a whole planning organization system, which would be very sloppy, um, as pointed out to by people. And, uh, then I would get bored of it. Like, you know, right when you learn the system, then you're like, okay, that's it. Done. Bored. Next one. Let's go. It's the same thing with studying things. Like you think, oh yes, I am a cafe study person. I'm going to go to Starbucks every weekend and study. And then after two weeks, you're like, what now? It's always, (laughs) it's always the long dramatic sigh as well. Um, Over it. Yeah. And I feel like it probably has to change depending on what subject you're doing, which when you're doing a medical degree is like so many different things like physiology, biology, chemistry, like when you're starting out med, right? So many things. (laughs) So that's why you need to have a lot of strategies. Like don't, just because it doesn't work, 
don't just exit out and say, okay, not it. But ah, cool. I guess like, I guess general principles, these strategies, they don't work just for studying or like very long exams. They work for the rest of your life as well. Like in terms of planning, like you were saying, this these I've kind of noticed that they kind of help in everything. Like whether you're trying wow. to do chores, whether you're trying to do that, it's really similar. Um, it's similar effects, I guess. And it, they kind of apply across the board. Just, I didn't notice cool. that till I started making out like the outline and I was like, Whoa, this is cool. <clears throat> that would be, that's going to be amazing. Like, wow. um, I can't wait to see like what's worked for you. It's like, um, like, what are your secrets? <laughs> Tell me. <them> all. <laughs> the, the secret is that I don't have any secrets, like, at all. These are literally just, like, the most boring things. And you look at them and you're like, what? You're telling me this is this is how, this is what worked for you to become a doctor? Wow. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, it is. So wow. I guess going back to, um, oh, one more thing. If you are on medication, I this will probably be a little different. I have tried the medications. I tried Adderall. I fainted the next day. And then I tried it again like seven years later. And I was just really angry for the entire month. So that was a no. Ritalin had no effect. Same with guanfacine and clonidine, which are like typically medications for younger kids that are very hyperactive. Yeah, they did nothing for me. And I tried adamoxetine, the non-stimulant, after I got diagnosed actually, I used it for a couple of years, and it had very minimal effects, just like I made it to appointments on time most of the time. Mm. Oh. Not even all the time. Most wow. Of the, time. Um, yeah. <laughs> the improvement pill. The I know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess the medication can enhance your habits, but when you're not on that medication, your habits will still be there. So that's why I think it's really important to develop behavior the behavior and habits mm-hmm. alongside medication if you're on it. Well, medications don't fix behaviors yeah. automatically, right? Like they exactly. help with certain things like focus, but they're not going to change your habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love that. So develop habits. don't get that. A lot of people think, oh, Adderall is a magic pill. Everything is done. But that's not really how it is. So my son is medicated and he is a mess and I love him. Yeah, actually, you know, hearing this is really good for me because I recently started medication only like maybe three weeks ago. And I realized that it definitely helps me stay focused on one thing. But the the manager side of me isn't fully built yet. And so Mm -hmm. um, like it's great that you're saying that that's like it's like a triforce or something. You need the coaching you need the the meds and you need this this skill set of strategies mm-hmm. so uh, I'm, i actually I'm, tried an adhd coach very in the beginning and i found it to have really minimal effect because she seemed to have much more of like a fixed mindset versus growth mindset she was telling me how she only makes recipes that have seven ingredients or less and i was just like seven ingredients is like nothing just yeah, you're from I, an Asian I, background. Like, yeah. you need to... <laughs> First of all, I'm Asian. Second of all, Bland I like to bake. you're eating then. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I was just like, do you eat toast and jam? Like, that's it? Like, tea cannot... Toast, jam, tea, like, you're done. That's your meal. Like, I, I, yeah. So I had, like, even with other things that she mentioned, though, I was just like, this isn't really helping. But then I went to therapy, and that helped because... 
with ADHD, you have a lot of anxiety and depression as your comorbidities, just based on like, you know, feeling like there's something inherently wrong with you, like I did. Um, yeah. Or just like everyone else can do it. Why can't I do it? You know, things like that. So I've really benefited a lot from going to therapy on and off throughout the years. Um, and like I said, I currently have a therapist and his son has ADHD. So it's really helpful because honestly, like a couple of these things that I'm going to say are just from him in the mm. last like couple of weeks as well. So, yeah. But I guess back to studying. Um, oh, were you going to say something, Addy? I was going to say, should we get into it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think a lot of the questions that were sent yesterday were about motivation And that's a tricky Mm -hmm. one because that comes and goes. And there is that very neurotypical saying that you'll see everywhere. Like it's not motivation that will get you places, it's discipline. And Mm. I think that's true to an extent. But for us, it's a little different. You have to, like I said, you have to work with your brain. And that involves playing like mind games. You literally, (laughs) it just, yeah. When my therapist said this, I was like, oh, I hate myself. (laughs) Why is this so complicated? You have to literally just, you have to play the game. That's it. So you have to ask, why are you doing this? Like, what's your end goal? And you don't really have to, this is actually a Carrie Fisher quote. You don't have to like what you're doing. You just have to get through it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I've wow. never thought of that ever. But it literally, the the reason I got through medicine, even though I didn't like half the subjects, even though it was very tedious to learn, is just what is your end goal? And at some points, it can be like literally just, I just want to graduate. I just want to graduate. I want to get this degree. And I think one of the questions was, is it worth getting a degree? In my case, Yes, even though medicine obviously limits you to only medical things in the future. But I feel like if you have a degree, you have something to fall back on. And you can't when you get when you go to employers, you can at least say, like, I have this degree. I did this work. And it's not always possible for everybody. But if you, like I said, work on your ADHD, then it's totally possible. You should never limit yourself. You should always think Mm -hmm. that, like, Like if you're on like, I don't think like study blur and study talk where people have like very pretty notes and like beautiful like desk setups and things, you should never think that like, I can never do this. I'm too disorganized. I am very messy. That's fine. If you're like that, you can still be like that, but in your own environment. Like I know when Mm -hmm. I start studying, there are like 10 pens around me. There are two notebooks open like it's it's a beautiful mess I genuinely love looking at it but other people would look at that and be like oh my god you work in a dumpster pile but to me you know one person's trash another person's treasure there you go (laughs) I love that so you ask yourself at the beginning Mm -hmm. to to kind of to kind of conjure up that motivation you remind your brain why you're doing this why am I doing this? And I love that. It's like priming your brain and reminding it like, hey, this is what's going to happen. This may feel uncomfortable. You're like accepting it up front, which is cool. And then you're being like, you don't have to like what you're doing. You just have to get through it. Yeah. And you're also asking, what's your end goal? That's really good because then that gives you the perspective. And do you feel like, implementing is that what you do before study sessions for example you ask yourself those kind of questions 
sometimes it's not an all the time thing, Mm -hmm. but definitely like I remember in university, it was like, okay, I just have to get through this. I just have to pass this test. You can be Mm -hmm. like that vulnerable with yourself where you say like, I just want to pass. Like it's okay to lower your expectations. (laughs) Something I had to learn. Um, Yeah, it's okay to lower your expectations and think like, I just need to pass. This is very difficult to organize. Everything is happening all at once because obviously in university, it's even more difficult because you have like that social aspect of it. You have the academic aspect of it. You have then also managing your own life of like, when am I going to eat? What am I going to eat? I love food. So obviously a lot of my concerns are around food and um, (laughs) yeah, it's just like, there's a lot. Then you're like, Oh, I have to do my laundry. Oh my God. I have. Yeah. It's like a learning point in life for a lot of people. Cause like most people go to university straight out of school. Right. And they've just been living at home. And then now they're living in a situation where like, you can't just give mom the washing or like, she's not going to change your sheets. Like you have to do those things yourself. It used to take me three days to do my washing at university because I would put it in the washer, forget. And then the next day put it in the dryer and then forget and then come down and get it on the third day. See, I was kind of like that until one day I was like literally five minutes late to get my clothes out of the dryer and someone just took them all out and put them on top. And I was just like, ew, gross. Like, I just they're clean and you put them on a dirty machine. Oh, oh on the dirty machine. Yeah, no. Savage. I always leave my like wash basket there so that if oh. I forget, at least my wash basket is there for them to put it in. Oh, that's if they're considerate <laughs> enough though. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So you're in this phase of life, right? Yeah, Where you're figuring everything out and then yeah. trying to figure out how to study on top of that. It's like Yeah, and it's a lot more difficult for us because we don't have structure in our heads anyway like we can barely cope at home and then obviously to just be moved out and I definitely I was like yeah I can do this no big deal and then I I got to uni and I was like this is not like the movies (laughs) really it was just it was just learning curve every single year but definitely in terms of motivation it was always just like what is the end goal in mind because what happened to me is that so I studied in Ireland but if you want to work in America you have to take these exams called the USMLEs the US medical licensing exams they're eight hours nine hours and two days long <gasps> no no yeah no I'm eight hours nine hours long yeah. and then two days long what? Yeah, I know so the first time I read the PowerPoint being like it's eight hours long I literally cried I was I was in second year. I read the thing and I just started crying because I was just like, I'm never going to be able to do this in my life. I'm never going to be able to do this. Um, I'm going to cry now. I Yeah, it's like a deep sadness in your heart. <laughs> yeah. Like that's nine hours of just sitting still alone. Like no, that would no, no. Be so like... The thing is that the structure is you have one hour blocks of questions. So you have eight blocks and then you have one hour of break time. That one hour of break time, you can use it at any point. So um, I took one over the summer and I passed, thank God. And yeah. um, it was Ooh. the nine hour one. And so what I did is after each block, I took a break and I went outside and I like took a bite of something. I went to the bathroom and I came back and I did this every hour. She was going to say, can you split up your hour break into yeah. like 10 minute chunks? 
Yeah. And that I wasn't actually going to do that because people are like, no, that's a really bad idea. And then I thought, oh, they're really neurotypical, aren't they? Um, wow. But it worked out. But like my shoes were kind of squeaking. And so I had to, and obviously I was getting up and walking around so much that I, I was just very conscious of myself. And people Ooh. just other people just sat there. They just sat there and they took a long lunch and I was like, yeah, we are not the same. <laughs> we are not. I would love to hear a section from you that's just like neurotypical advice that does not work for me. Oh you know, like, you know, I would 100% could do that. Like, oh, yes. Oh, my God. So, you know, they're always, sorry. You go, go ahead. You were saying that before you were like, you know, you need discipline. And I spent so many years looking up self-help to try and just be my own therapist because I didn't know what was wrong with me or like what was different, okay, about me. And um, they were always like, you know, just just work discipline, you know, just just work just discipline, do it. just get good discipline. And I'm like, what is discipline? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Mm. It's like, can you define like that? Am I supposed to do this all the time? This is a twenty-four hour thing. Like, did you say do what I want? Did you say sit paralyzed on my couch for two hours? You say we read Wikipedia about cats for two hours? <laughs> well, it's hard. It's tough. It yeah. is tough. All right. So, so, so I don't really like. Should we just kind of go through your list? So, like, yeah, first, sure. first so, thing. The first thing is the stimulation. So remember, I said the really mm -hmm. quiet library, and then the floor that was a little bit louder. So that's when you need yeah. to realize on that day it can change. This will change like day to day. Like, are you someone that needs quiet study? Do you need earplugs? Do you need headphones? Do you need, what do you need? Or are you like me and you need noise? Like right now I'm studying at home. So I have my iPad on a side table. I follow this channel on YouTube. It sounds really funny, but it's called ASMR Weekly. And they do like Harry Potter soundscapes basically. And it's not ASMR, like, no one's, like, tinkling their hands on a, like, glass yeah. or something. It's literally, it's background noise. It's like someone mm. walking through, like, Diagon Alley and, like, the shops are opening and closing. The doorbell is ringing. Wow. It's like, it it's like, like you're, you're in yeah. Harry Potter world. It's just, like, it's just that background noise that you need to, like, keep going. So I have that on the side. On my laptop, I have another one going from the same channel, but it's a Pomodoro timer. And so they, he does like wow. 25, 5, or like 50 and 10 ones. And so I just go on that playlist like every day. And even if I don't follow, Pomodoro timers are a whole other thing I'll get into in a second. But it's just nice. I have two sources of background noise instead of that. And then sometimes I need one. Sometimes I need less. But I'm also like I used to study in Starbucks every weekend in Dublin. And it's great because in a way, like when you see people get up and sit down having their coffee, it kind of reminds you how much time has passed. And you're like, okay, I should mm. really like start studying now. But um, <laughs> it helps you kind of sit there and not get up. Like if you're studying by yourself, if you obviously have to go to the toilet, like you're taking all your stuff with you, it's just very cumbersome and difficult. Also, you're going to lose that seat. So you kind of just have to get there and sit there. And it's wow. nice on some days. I would go with my housemate. So, like, I we would take, like, half an hour breaks each and, like, for lunch and just, like, go outside for a walk and things like that. But the rest of the time, you're generally sitting there. And it's uh, really awful in a way. 
<laughs> because you're just sitting there, but it forces you to do work. So mm-hmm. obviously, if you're feeling really, really awful, I would not recommend forcing yourself to sit down in a chair for hours. But um, I mean, if you need to get work done and you need noise and you need people, there you go. That's that mm. is like that was it's it. figuring out where you're at that day though, right? Because exactly. there's some days where I'm like, I need to not hear anyone or anything. Those are <laughs> or so I'm rare. On for me. <laughs> like when I study in the morning I'm like oh I feel really chill like when I like wake up really early like I did today it would just be like okay I don't really need as much noise and I think that's why I like studying at night because everything's kind of dampened down a bit you don't really have a lot Mm -hmm. of distractions either it's generally more it's quiet it's chill to, to a point you can handle it um so I think it does make a difference where you are and just like again like what you said Addy, just meet yourself where you are that day and just because starbucks works one weekend doesn't mean that you know it'll work every single weekend Mm. but i've loved that i never thought about like asking myself you know what kind of stimulation do i need today what would help me what noise level would work for me today i think that's a really interesting way to think about it I've never thought about that before. Yeah, I, I only, like, like recently kind of started thinking more about that just because I had to use two different background noises at once. I was like, this is a bit much. What's going on here? Yeah, so. there's something about like with falling asleep too. Mm-hmm. A lot of ADHDs like to listen to something while falling asleep. And there's something about just getting that stimulation level just on the sweet spot, nothing too stimulating, nothing... Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want something that you like want to actively listen to because that's going to distract you from what you're trying to do. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and that's also the problem sometimes in a cafe. Like you overhear someone's conversation is really interesting, and you're like, "Mm, spicy (laughs) drama. That is definitely okay. Awesome. And that's also, I think, the problem with studying with friends. Like sometimes it's great because you're like they're working that whole like buddy system thing. It like. What do they call it? Body, Body doubling. That's a huge yeah. thing I'm going to get into in a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it can work. We'll get it into it. Work, yeah. <laughs> but in terms of the stimulation kind of sweet spot that you were saying, I watched a TikTok video recently. Um, Dr. Brian for the win. So Dr. Brian FTW, that's his account. Um, he has this video and it's like you have to get it like right in that like sweet spot meter it's like, is this too much? Is this too little? You have to like, just get it like right there. And then you're like golden after that. But obviously again, mm-hmm. that, like, like we said, that that's going to change a lot throughout the day. Maybe who knows? So the next thing I have is, are you time blind? Which most yes. of us are so, uh, <laughs> growing up. My mom would always have the clocks five minutes fast and that helps if you're five minutes late but if you're like 10 minutes late 15 minutes late then uh, you know it's only a marginal change (laughs) but um like if you're studying at home and you just like do not know what time it is ever just just buy some clocks just put them everywhere like really i when i go home like we have clocks everywhere i love it when i'm here in my own apartment i don't have many and i'm struggling (laughs) So that's one thing. Um, But in terms of when you're studying, there's Pomodoro timers. So some people like them, some people don't. My view kind of changes every day. So what you can do is if you're doing like that 25-minute block with a five-minute break, 
it causes you to go in and out of studying. So like once you're in that study zone, it's difficult to get back in it once you leave, right? Like once you're mm. doing something and someone forces you to stop and then you to get back into it, it takes even more energy. So I guess with the 25-minute one, if you are still studying at the end of that 25 minutes and you want to keep going, that's perfectly fine. Just let the timer run because you'll see how much time has gone past right? Like, let's say you finish when there's that 40 minutes, you just write down like, okay, 40 minutes, and then go back to the timer bit and to the break bit, take your break and then start again, or take however long of a break, but write it down. So you have to just Mm -hmm. see what number works for you. And if you're doing like the 50 minute one with the 10 minute break, let's say like 25 minutes, you want to take a break, just take a break. But then like, you know, be mindful of the time like that there's literally a timer on your screen so you'll at least know like okay it's been five minutes and then you can write it down like you can rewind it you can forward it it's a youtube video you know so Mm. just do what number works for you but i think it's good in terms of seeing how much you got done like write down how much you got done in that 40 minutes versus like if you're forcing yourself to do 50 minutes let's say the last 15 minutes of that 50 minute one you're just daydreaming or you're thinking of anything else and you're, you just want to get that time done so that you can get to the break just take the break now because you're saving 15 minutes you know you're yeah. not gonna study don't lie to yourself i well. do all the time but i don't recommend it so <laughs> just take the break when you need it like give your that time break. crunch works for us as well so yeah. like knowing that you have a limit on your time i think kicks in some of that motivation to like do the thing mm-hmm. right I, like, I just did my dishes before we started recording because <laughs> i was like well we have to start recording exactly. at 11 p.m That's so i'm gonna work. do my dishes now yeah i think i like worked out and ate breakfast like 20 minutes before this so but one um, thing that oh, go one- ahead ben one thing I was going to say is um, I love how you allow flexibility in your Pomodoros. I think mm-hmm. I get really kind of tied up in a knot thinking, oh, it's one minute to go. Oh, I better do one minute more. But you are saying that you're allowing yourself to have flexibility. You know you're spending, you know, this this time block, like four hours, whatever it is. You know you're going to study it for the whole time. But I think you're being very kind to yourself in allowing that flexibility, you know, if you want to have, if you want to do 50 minutes or if you want to do 25, you're like respecting what your body is after. Yeah, that came That's really from a clever. lot of therapy, <laughs> literally a lot of, because I realized I'm really harsh on myself because I used to have very high expectations and then chronically not meeting them takes a toll on you. So mm-hmm. obviously like, I'm not very good at being nice to myself. So that's why I try in like small, small ways because I need Mm. to, I'm nice to everyone else. I'm just not nice to myself. So, yeah. Yeah. You have to sometimes take a step back and be like, wait, how am I talking to myself? And what I say this to someone else. That makes such a big difference. If you're like, you're never going to do this. Like Neha, you're never going to do this. Like you're not a medical student, blah, blah, blah you're really going to feel like crap at the end of the day. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's not helping you and no one else is going to help you. So you have to help yourself if that makes sense. And like with being kind to yourself with, with time stuff, right. It's like, if you're not 
feeling it and you're not focusing properly in that within your 25 minute chunk or your 50 minute chunk like you're not getting the best study anyway probably so it's like better to give yourself that lenience and then say okay like take my break now and then come back Mm -hmm. when I can get into it and then you're going to get better results probably out of it anyway yeah and I think there's a difference in kind of like coddling yourself to the point where you're not going to get anything done you're not going to have any gains at all like you're not going to better yourself it has to be a balance of pushing yourself and being kind to yourself because yeah like like if you're not living at home like your parents are not there to push you the really one of the reasons that I was such a good student like especially in primary school elementary school is because my mom was always like, okay, you have to come home, you do your homework, you're going to eat and then do your homework, blah, blah, blah. Like she established that routine. My brother has autism, mm-hmm. so routines are big in my house anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So he, it, it like uh, one reason was that she's always there be like, did you finish your homework today? Did you do this? You have that accountability and like it, it really helps you a lot. But obviously when you move out and you don't have that, then you have to establish it for yourself. But you mm-hmm. have to do it from a place of kindness. Yeah. I love that. It's like um, in the same way that we have to push ourselves, we have to be like a loving parent at the same time. Exactly. I've been reflecting on this recently. It's like I, I, there's been times in my life where I've really whipped hard mm-hmm. and put a lot of pressure on and to be this ultimate being that can like follow every routine straight away la 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 and then just explodes and i cry for a while yeah that burnout you're just like i am one with my sofa now (laughs) i'm not moving i am my sofa but you are right there is a sweet spot when it comes to you want to push yourself and be kind to yourself at the same time Mm -hmm. i think that's great advice yeah Oh, I had something to say and I forgot it. It's okay. It'll come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It'll come back one day. <laughs> um, one thing in terms of being timelined, this is, oh, I remember now. You really do have to treat yourself like a toddler. I genuinely think of myself sometimes when I get really desperate. I think like, how would I treat, like, would I, would I be like this to my nephews? Like, what, how am I going to? how am I going to like treat my, how am I going to talk to myself today? Sometimes it really is like a toddler because you're just that exhausted sometimes. And it's just, it's a weird thing, but I was listening to a podcast about, I think it might've been about anxiety in kids with ADHD. And so Mm. the lady, this was a children's strategy, but I tried it and it worked really well for me. And it was like, when kids are going to a new school, you tell them it's, uh, same but different so mm-hmm. it's going to be same because it's still a building but it's a different building it's going to be the same like you're still going to go to lunch in the cafeteria but it's just a different cafeteria you're still going to be in a classroom it's just a different classroom so I used to have a lot of anxiety whenever I would switch hospitals or move to a different rotation within the hospital and I tried this and I just thought okay it's it's going to be it's still going to be a hospital it's still going to have four walls and probably more. And it's still going <laughs> to have a canteen. I'm with my same group for my hospital placement. So that's mm. going to be the same. We're just in a different place. And it, it really did help. It did help. And it was a children's strategy. So that's what, it, when I say don't knock it till you try it, 
I mean, like applying children's strategies as well, because sometimes be I have to tell myself to go to bed. I'm like sitting on the couch and I just want to keep scrolling and watching YouTube. And then I'm like, Adam, you know, it's bedtime. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> but That's half a really- the time, like, I don't want to go to bed because I don't have to be up in the morning anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's a really good idea. Here. That's such a good idea. Like, Talking to yourself in a certain way that's loving, it's mm. not mean, but it's a way you can kind of like, you know, get yourself on board by like being like, you can talk it to yourself like a toddler. Like, I was laughing, Addy, when you were saying that you do tell yourself to go to sleep because at least you do tell yourself to go to sleep. Yeah, I don't and I'm just like, I mean, not all the time, but yeah, sometimes I, it's been like when I have something to do in the morning, I'm like, you have to go to bed now. I mean, it's time to do money. That's yeah, that's gotten easier for me throughout the years because I used to always stay up so late. And then I think once I started working, even when I had hospital placements, I was like, "Yeah, you have to go to sleep, or else you will struggle tomorrow." And then on Fridays, I would take twelve-hour naps. So, yeah, that was my coping strategy, and I do not recommend that at all. <laughs> Wow. Um, another children's strategy was start backwards. So this lady, she would have like a timeline on the floor. Let's say that you want to uh, go home at like 6 p.m. Actually, she would probably start forward, but I think working backwards is probably better. So you'd start For time at, stuff. Yeah. So 6 o'clock, let's say you have to go home. And then you say, okay, so at five o'clock, I need to have, uh, I need to eat and I need to pack up all of my stuff so I can get ready. And then it's, I want to get there at two o'clock. So that means I only have, you know, three or four hours to get stuff done. And these are the things that I want to get done in each hour. But if I want to leave at two, that means that I have to start getting ready at one to go home. And if I want to leave at one, well, it's 11 o'clock right now. So that gives me two hours. What am I going to do in those two hours? It's a it's a lot of planning when I say this out loud. But when you apply it to like if you have like a really long to do list and you need to organize it, then this it, it can be helpful because you're working backwards because you have, you're starting with your end goal in mind, which is to go home at six because <laughs> let's say like, I don't know if you're in the library and that library is not closing at six, you are just going to suffer and stay there until you. Oh, I used whatever. to stay in the library until like they close, which I'm pretty sure is 11. It's eight o'clock. Right. Well, that's my laptop guys. Sorry. <laughs> um, it's another way to stay on time. <laughs> Oh, it t- was, your laptop just tells you what time it is? Yeah, it's. I have it so it's That's every clever. hour. It's like one of the Mac settings, but I think you can do like every 15 minutes, 30 minutes. It's just a bit much when you're outside. <laughs> <laughs> it is 9 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart, though, because mm-hmm. one of the best ways I've, I've found with learning dealing with time blindness is is there you can buy those cheap clocks of amazon put them everywhere which is what i've done but i love how you're having other reminders pop up on your like actually just like an automatic setting but it's like the greatest thing because i'm like oh it's this time already yeah i I love that (laughs) (laughs) good so that's motivation again and i love what you were saying with you're always thinking your to-dos with the end goal in mind. Mm-hmm. 
so like whether that's going home at the end of the day or if you like have to catch sunset this evening or whatever it is that's why i wrote down um you can you can plan with the later in mind the the yeah. future in mind and i i think that's smart to have a like a landmark almost or i don't know what you'd call it but like a finishing post and then you can you know call it off the end of yeah. the workday. And I think like when you're studying specifically and you have a whole bunch of things, like let's say you have one assignment for this class, but you have to do reading for this class, but you have a project for this class. It really helps you prioritize like, which one do I need to do first? Cause I only have three hours and I can only get like two of them done or one of them done. So what am I going to work on first? I mm. think it helps. And actually that goes to the next point. Keep your organization system really simple. Ooh. I think simple works best. And like I said, I get bored of my organization system every, like, so often. So right now I switch between using Notion and a bullet journal. So Notion is great because you do not need to be able to read your handwriting. Like, it's mm -hmm. it's typed. So obviously, no worries on that aspect. Um, the only downside, it is a little confusing and, like, it's just there's a lot going on and because you can customize it so much it's just kind of like overwhelming in a way so what I did is that I mm. watched a couple of youtubers notion setups and I took pages from their setups that I liked and then I made my own that way I think I ripped it from like two or three different people um and I just kept I keep it really simple but it's like pretty but simple <laughs> And same wow. with Notion, kind of like an online bullet journal system. Yeah, similar. Give an intro yeah. to what okay, it is. Okay, so Notion. Dang, I'm not even sponsored for this. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Notion is like a productivity tool, I guess. You can make like an online database. You can like companies will like you can work together with it. You can like contact each other through it. I don't know how to explain that part. But a lot of university students I've seen on um, YouTube, they'll organize all of their class information in it. You can organize, like, you can make pages, basically. And then within those pages, mm -hmm. you can make more pages. And it just keeps going. But I like to keep <gasps> it really simple because... I, if it gets really complicated, like, are you going to use it? You have to ask yourself, like, how complicated do you want it to be? Like, it can be really cool. It's really cool when people will, like, show their Notion setups and they're super complicated. But when I apply it to my life, I'm like, I would forget what's in that one. Because, you know, out of sight, out of mind, it applies to online things as well. If your mm -hmm. Notions page does not show everything, like, you will forget about it. I have pages I have completely forgotten about. Um, but so for my yeah, I have side, my bullet journal yeah. open all the time on yeah. my table because if it's not open, I like don't know what I'm doing yeah. with my day. Exactly. Yeah. So the reason I like Notion because I have it on my phone. So when I'm at work and it's really busy, I can just always put in my to dos into <clears> Notion. But when I'm at home or like in a study period, I like using my bullet journal because I like writing things out. I don't know. I really mm -hmm. like stationery, so. Love it. Yeah. Oh, take me to a stationery shop. That's actually what my boyfriend and I did for our Christmas present. We went yeah. stationery shopping together. It was like ADHD dreams. That's dream. amazing. That is goals. Can I ask you a little bit about how you use bullet journaling? Like what spreads have you found useful? I think the monthly spread is really helpful. Um, I used to use the habit tracker, but then I did it in like, a week, like, you know how you have the weekly spread, right? 
So I mm-hmm. would just put it in the weekly one. And then that way I wouldn't have to be flipping back and forth to a separate page. I just like things all in one. Um, mm-hmm. I think I stopped doing daily pages a long time ago, unless I'm like really, really busy and I, I don't know how I'm organizing my day, then I'll do that. But other than that, I just have the whole week on one page and I like vertical Same. boxes rather than the horizontal ones. Cause you, I feel like you get more out of it. I don't know. I have a two page spread. Yeah. So I have like four pages on one day and three on the other. And then I have three little boxes down the bottom that have my weekly to do's. Like mm. I can do it any time in the week. Like for example, go to the gym three times Yeah. and then I'll, I'll put it into a day when I want to do it. Mm-hmm. And then weekly reflections. And then Ooh. next week, if I have to remember that next week is something I want to do. Uh, but yeah, having it like, everything there yeah and then you can just fill in your to-do each day in that day right mm-hmm. yeah it's- I really like bullet journaling a lot I could go on about that's a separate podcast honestly yeah, yeah. I think we need to do a whole because we did one on journaling as I in like listen to that like one, yeah. writing journaling but oh, I cool. think we need to do a whole one on like Ryder, the guy it. who made it, Ryder Carroll, is ADHD. We should, we should get that him cool? on. That would be amazing. Him. We should. Wow. Definitely. So keep your systems simple. Yes. I love that. Keep it simple. If you want to switch between two, that's totally fine. But just if you want to make it complicated, I mean, go ahead. You just have to use it. That's it. You just have to know where things are. Yeah. Is that including like your actual study, like note taking systems? Are they quite simple as well? Oh, so my note taking system. It started out very complicated because I did not know what I was doing and it was just really messy. And then I went back to my roots of color coding, which I learned in like high school or like middle school. Color coding is great. Um, I color mm-hmm. code my notes. So like diagnosis and clinical symptoms are in blue investigations diagnosis like studies are in orange and uh medications are in green and then anything important is red but i ran out of red so i'm using pink i'm honestly so so, uncomfortable when you run out of just oh yeah (laughs) i hate that feeling you're like "Mm, i can't use a different color now and it's wrong like with with my bullet journal i have to write it in black Mm -hmm. and if my black ink runs out and then i have to use a blue pen i'm like I mean, it works, but, like, it's wrong. Yeah, exactly. It just doesn't hit the same way. (laughs) Can I I ask a really, like, a question I'm just really curious about to you? Mm -hmm. Um, I was wondering, like, when as you were going through education to become a doctor, you must have been taught a bit about ADHD. And I wondered if your experience of ADHD is different from the academic understanding of ADHD. Whenever we learned about it, I always felt like I was keeping a secret. I'd like sit and like giggle in my seat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nobody knows. Because the thing is, I don't really tell people that I have ADHD just because there is a lot of stigma and I don't have the energy to battle that stigma. Although when mm-hmm. I posted the question box onto my story, I did get one kind of aggressive message <laughs> where he was like, you don't have ADHD. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Okay, first of all, you need to educate um, yourself. Rude. And it was a voice note as well. I was sent a voice note back. I was like, you need to educate yourself. You need to go onto ADHD Doer's page. You need to read about this stuff, okay? And then, first of all, this is not what it is. Just because you th- – I went on a whole rant. 
And he was like, Fair enough. He was like, I didn't mean to sound so aggressive. And I was like, Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> I That's cool. I it's it's good you're spreading awareness like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, there's a lot of misunderstanding for sure. Yeah. And that's really just, I feel bad saying that, but I really just don't tell people that I have ADHD. Um, if it comes up in conversation, I have literally had four people, four girls that work with me say that they're getting ADHD assessments for inattentive ADHD. Two, three of them are doctors. One of them is a teacher. And I was just so surprised. But I knew, I for one of them, I knew because we talked at the same speed and we went for like 20 different topics <laughs> in five minutes. Wow. Yeah. And then the other girl I was just really surprised about. Yeah. And then one of my friends messaged me. She's like, you know, you asked me to like, you know, go get it checked out. I actually do have inattentive ADHD. And I was like, wait, I said that? I don't remember that, but good job. <laughs> but, A lot of wow. my friends as well, like since I started doing ADHD, have mm-hmm. been like, so I'm like looking more into it. And like, yeah. this makes a lot of sense for me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah there's a reason why we're friends. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think it's happening. Else, yeah. I was listening to an amazing podcast by Andrew Huberman, who he was saying that he's an amazing neurobiologist. And he was saying that the impact of social media becoming such a part of our lives, like context switching more often is like fraying our attention so much that those with, you know, ADHD have a worse attention span than they would have if they weren't exposed to the social media. And a lot of people who can be pushed in that direction and produce ADHD-like symptoms by being exposed to social media and, like, context switching too much. And I was finding that really fascinating because I don't think it's... I think it's, like, happening to our brains on a huge scale. Like, even when you look at the followers for ADHDers and the movement that's happening on TikTok with ADHD is humongous, and I think it's because mm-hmm. people's attention is getting frayed. And so... That's why it's good to bring awareness to all these um, issues and ways to manage uh, uh, an attention span that's a bit different. Yeah, there's a thing called pseudo-ADHD because it's just like that temporary impact from, you know, social media, basically. But you don't have the rest of that structural issue. Like you have that attention problem, but you don't have the rest of the issues that we tend to have. Um, Mm -hmm. And actually, that's something that's highlighted a lot in, um, like you were asking, in medical school. They really just focus on the, oh, yes, hyperactivity in one or more settings of, like, school, work, or home, and then inattentive issues. But the thing is, like, even when I would read symptoms about autism, because my brother has autism, so I always found it very superficial in a way, and you don't really see the impact of it. Like, for example, Mm. in autism, you're like, oh, yes, they like routines. Yes, they like this, that, that. But they're not telling you that, okay, of some child, if his routine is to run around his backyard three times before going to school, that kid is going to do that if it's snowing, if it's raining, if he is sick, and you're not leaving your house until that is done, which means the other Mm. children might be late. And if you don't have an understanding teacher, that's going to have an impact on everyone, basically. So you see it from a very, it's a very different point of view, definitely. Like I notice Mm. it all the time, especially like for the exam I'm studying for right now, all they talk about is like, 
Yeah, hyperactive kid, doesn't talk or doesn't stop talking, moves around a lot. The mom is worried. And you're just like, oh, my God, this is, like, maybe, like, one in five children. Like, there are so many different presentations. So I think that's one reason it's not also diagnosed that. I know it's also, I think, like, well, it has to be pathologized almost, as in, like, obviously it's a disorder. Um, I still use that in quotes because I, like, don't like the terminology. But so you have to be, like, it's causing problems here. Whereas, like, yeah. people like us who did well in school also, maybe, like, got yeah. overlooked because we didn't have those issues. 100% agree. Like, one reason that I don't mention it is because people are like, but you're smart. And it's like, okay. I might be a little textbook smart, but, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't have problems. And even doctors will say that. They'll be like, no, you don't have issues. I'm like, I have so many issues. I just mask them. You don't know. Ask my therapist. No, I'm joking. <laughs> no, that's so That's so true, though, that um, there's such a misunderstanding when you're, like, high-functioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you appear normal because we've taught our whole life to mask uh, and to not be our real selves mm-hmm. and um and that's why it looks like nothing's different and i think that mm-hmm. um that's definitely a good factor to talk about I, I i love hearing you that you know about the the typical medical perspective is very almost a stereotype of this hyperactive yeah. little kid it's eating too much M&M's or whatever. But that's such a such oh an God. old story now. The M&M's, like, not eating sugar, that's actually such a myth. And I hate it when yeah. people are like, oh, he had sugar, he's hyper. I'm like, I eat chocolate every that, day. So that's what my parents did when I was a kid, but it was like, oh I was probably just having a hyper episode, right? I eat chocolate every day. I'm the ty- most tired person <laughs> in the world. I eat chocolate, like, when I go to bed. And then I fall asleep, <laughs> and I'm fine. So, you like, know, I can drink coffee and fall asleep uh, after. And that's a literally- weird specific ADHD like inattentive symptom apparently yeah I've seen that a few times on reddit like how that's amazing to me it's it's weird the only time I'll have coffee when I'm studying well I drink it because I like the taste but also if I'm in the library and I want to suppress my appetite that's what I do because I can't bring enough food to eat because I eat like every three, four hours and you just can't bring that much food with you in your bag. I couldn't. <laughs> but oh, yeah, that's one, one, of your, um, one of your tips, right? Yes, that's one of my tips. Food. Coffee to suppress the appetite. Only when you need it. Don't use it that often. Please remember to eat. Yeah. But back to yeah. um, <laughs> being overlooked. I had a friend in medical school. I was telling him, oh, yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD last summer or whatever. And I was like, yeah, I don't I don't really like believe I don't think it. I don't I have never really believed in it as a thing. I genuinely thought like the kids in my school just could not sit down or something. I don't know. Mm. You know, you're a kid. You don't think too much about it. And I was telling him, but, you know, even despite that, I do have these problems and I have these very specific problems. And he was like, well, it doesn't really matter if anybody believes you or not. It's just the fact that you have problems, that should be enough for you to get help. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said. Mm. So that was that was one thing. I don't know if he remembered it once we actually started learning in psychiatry, but... Yeah, it was a really nice perspective that it doesn't matter if you think it's real, if you don't think it's real, if you have those problems, that is enough for you to 
get help and to seek like help. Yeah, and to, awesome. to put uh, coping strategies and mechanisms in place, like mm-hmm. regardless of whether you have that diagnosis yet or not, mm-hmm. or you ever get that diagnosis, like having strategies in place that help you is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Regard, you know, like why not? Yeah. And you need to have a lot of them. <laughs> it sounds like you've been on a journey where you've oh, been yeah. experimenting with strategies and learning to see what works for you. And I guess that's just like the quest of an ADHD at this point. It's like you have to play around and see what works and find out what works for you. Yeah, and my whole life, my brother's only two years younger than me, so everything was always, I wouldn't want to say centered around him, like I did get enough attention as a kid, but um, it was always like, okay, is this therapy going to help him? Is this going to help him? It was very much, because he's also nonverbal, so it was Mm -hmm. always like, we're a very, like, my brother-focused family, and so Mm -hmm. to suddenly have my problems I was like clearly like in comparison this is nothing but then when it did start Mm. having like worse consequences I had to shift the focus to myself and that was really awkward and it was weird at first but it has to be done like you have to do your best if you want to help other people in my case Mm -hmm. my brother so that's another thing for people who are like "Eh, it's not a problem but I could use some help yeah you could (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like you manage your ADHD quite well. Like you've got a therapist, you've tried all the, the medications, you've tried mm-hmm. lots of strategies too. And we keep seeing the difference between a well, like managed ADHD versus a not managed ADHD. It's, it's so different that yeah. like if you're not in like a, a growth spiral, it's so easy when we doubt ourselves to be like go into a depressive spiral and be like oh i'm Mm -hmm. listening to all the thoughts and like i'm not good enough that's like every other day Mm -hmm. for me um like honestly like i might seem very put together i'm really good at presenting like that but in reality like i have a lot of a lot of a lot of a lot of difficulties that i either don't tell people because it's dismissed or i Mm. mask it really well like when i started working i genuinely felt like oh no 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 i do not like this is weird Uh uh-uh no structure too much of it bye (laughs) bye Mm. and then i just had to literally like i brainwashed myself into like no you are also like a good doctor like you're you're a doctor and then i think it just came with confidence with time so within like four or five months, I was like, yeah, 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 I know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. But it was a lot of like, there's a difference in brainwashing and masking to a very high extent. Brainwashing is kind of, I'm using this term incorrectly, just so you guys know for sure. Right. Yeah. Brainwashing in my, in my sense is just like, yes, I am smart. It's kind of, it's almost like positive affirmations, but yeah. different. I don't really do affirmations. I don't know. Maybe they work. Some people it does. I don't know. It's just kind of like making yourself believe that you are something. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, just know that your specific ADHD and your different struggles are still going to be there. So at the same time, you have to address them. You have to make your way. Like you have to make things work for you. Like my jobs list at work 
I literally started color coding it because I was like, this is too much. I have like 15 patients for myself. This is a lot. And I had to just, I bought a pack of highlighters and I would just keep them. Why shouldn't me. you be able to do that though? Like yeah, if I love that, that works for you, mm-hmm. I would not judge my doctor any differently if they came in and they had things highlighted. I'd be like, just cool. Yeah. A bad doctor. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sure it helps you like distinguish between things better yeah. instead of overlooking the, things. Like, note of like brainwashing that's actually like literally one of my tips like use social media to your advantage when i was in uh, medical school study blur on tumblr was a big thing and i would i wasn't like one of those like i have such beautiful notes i'm gonna post them but like sometimes my you know desk setup is nice and you just like you know you take your picture and you put it up whatever you feel like you're part of that community literally just to feel like you're part of that community because then it makes you think I'm also like smart enough to mm-hmm. study and sit and don't. I am a person who studies, and exactly. you're like putting yourself in that mindset. <laughs> exactly, it goes back to one of James Clear's yes. principles of like every action that you do is <sighs> one step towards the person that you want to become. Then you're really excited now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you know what's up. Yeah, so I really great taste in advice. <laughs> yeah, I read a lot of it, so. Um, that's one neurotypical piece of advice. Genuinely, a lot of James Clear stuff is really good. It just makes me wonder, is he like, how how neurotypical is he? You know, like a lot of that stuff does resonate with me and it works. So it's, it's strange, but yeah, you're taking one step closer to being the person that you want to be. You don't have to be who you want to be like right now. Like if you're a medical student and you're like, I don't see myself as a doctor, well, you're just a student right now, so you don't need to see yourself as a doctor just yet. There are those really cocky people that are like, yeah, of course, I'm a, I feel like a doctor already. I know everything. And you just have to just shut them out of your brain. Just do not mm. let them live there rent-free. They need to just go. So you just have to work on yourself. Like that confidence, if you are lacking it at the moment, it will come later with work. And my mom always said that, and I never believed her. <laughs> so... Um, she was right um but yeah take it till you make it right you just keep that's exactly what I did like my whole like first six months of working I was like yeah I'm a I'm a doctor what it was weird but right now I'm studying for the eight another eight hour exam and I downloaded TikTok again like two weeks ago just so I could go on study talk and like Look at all the study motivation things. So my For You page, it still sucks. It's a bunch of GCSE students. And I'm just like, this is not what I want to see. I could be your teacher. Please leave. But um, it's, so I have to literally. T- <laughs> it's so awkward. Um, so I just have to type in like study motivation, study aesthetic. And like if I want, I'll watch like five videos and then I'm like, Okay, yeah, so that's really pretty. Like, I'm ready to make my desk, like, really pretty. And then I'll make, like, little small videos, like, TikTok videos, just because, first of all, I need, like, a break for when I'm studying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And second of all, it makes you feel like, yeah, oh, my God, look at that. Like, I had such an awful time studying, but that TikTok came out really well. And it's just, like, (laughs) like, you're already on social media. Okay, everyone is using social media use it to your advantage. 
if you're on Instagram, make a separate Instagram and do like I have another Instagram where it's just like photography and art and baking and things that I like. And that way I don't see other people's and I'm not comparing myself to them. I'm not comparing myself to that highlight reel. I'm like mm. half the time I'm on my other Instagram and or now that I'm on TikTok, I have like maybe four friends from like in real life that I follow and I, I, I get like no views because again, like I'm like surrounded by GCSE students. So I like I literally like my TikTok is just for me to look at those study things. And I follow a bunch of ADHD wow. accounts now. But yeah, use it yeah. to your advantage. I love that. That's a great idea. I love that you made a fresh Instagram and TikTok just for what is good for you. Mm -hmm. And you're really like mm -hmm. choosing your input because we are totally a result of your art input. That's why I loved what you were saying that you're almost making your own inspiration for yourself by being like, I am a doctor. I'm here to help people. I'm here like to be a good doctor. And like when you, you called it um, brainwashing yourself, but yeah. I, I really think that that's such a good place to start is because I feel like when we start with our intentions and our brain and our new identity, everything else falls into place. Like suddenly the yeah. subconscious is on board and it's like, yeah, right. Oh, you want to, you want to, you want to do this? All right, let's go. And, and I love that you've incorporated that into your, into your life, lifestyle and your you. ADHD management in a way. It's so, so I want to add, if you're having trouble um, not getting stuck on social media. What I did at university, and I'm gonna, this is going to age me because back when I was at university, we only had Facebook. Oh my god! And I was like, well. yeah. Um, I was in high school and, when it came out. Um, so I was. I found that I was on Facebook too much, and I was like, for my final exams, I'm my best friend in my chemistry class changed my password. I logged oh. out of it. So she would not give me my password wow. until exams were over. So I, I could not log in. That happened to and, me in high school, yeah. Yeah. So, like, if you really are having trouble not going on the apps, force yourself yep. by getting a friend to mm -hmm. change That's your password. Really cool. And there's, like, no shame in going to these extents either because I think other people mm -hmm. be like, oh, my God, you're such a loser. But, like... Like, you couldn't stop yourself? Like, yeah. no, I literally couldn't. It's like, no, I couldn't. So shut up. Get out of my way. Like, you have to and be, like... And back then, <laughs> you used to get an email notification, like, yeah. someone wrote on your wall. And I would check my emails and be like, oh, <laughs> can see what happened. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eater. Yeah, but you wouldn't get into that endless scroll feed, right? Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's where the danger comes. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, like, but the thing is, oh, someone asked in the questions how to stop endlessly scrolling. Um, you can put a timer. As I, honestly, it sounds lame it, when you first hear it, but when you try it, you're like, oh shoot, that was five minutes. Yeah, already? I have a timer on my Instagram. Um, yeah. I mean, it's sit for two hours. <laughs> Mine's for one hour. <laughs> yeah, I think there are some like shortcuts that you can make on phones where the timer starts automatically once you start the app. I'm not sure on that, but that way, like, yeah, you're mine just refreshes it. at midnight, and usually I'm scrolling at like 11:50 p.m. and then <laughs> it just changes over, and it's suddenly a new day. Two more hours. <laughs> That's smart, though. I like how you say to try it. 
give it a shot. Yeah, because really, when I read half these things, I'm like, this is so lame. But yeah, I'm at such a desperate place in life that I will try anything. <laughs> that's it, really. Yeah, yeah, that's a great place to be for learning. It's it really like is. some some of what you've said has been like you're put purposely putting yourself in situations where you have to be studying like yeah. for, like in starbucks or you have to be on your game and you have to be organized and this is what's made you forced to learn all these skills and strategies yeah and honestly like in the moment it's so painful studying and like learning and and being uncomfortable that is just it's uncomfortable that's what it is but mm-hmm. Once you get into the field or once you get into your exam or you're, someone else says something, they're like, wow, like you really know your stuff. That's when you're like, oh, my God, like it's working. It's paying off. Mm. The dots are connecting. But then also good habits also produce good habits. Like if you are mm-hmm. exercising. So there were some people that were asking about not having medication um, exercise. Honestly, this past couple of months, what I've started doing is waking up a little bit earlier. I will do literally even a four minute Tabata like hit video on YouTube Mm. or 10 minutes if I have time and then I'll go to work because then it makes me feel like a little bit more like centered. Like, you know, everything's like lining up in your head a bit more. It's Mm -hmm. just you don't feel so all over the place. And it does make a difference. I'm more awake. I have an idea of what I'm doing. And then that way, when I have rounds in the morning, I feel like a little bit more on top of it. And so don't like, again, have your reason why. Like I exercise for my mental health, for my ADHD issues. That's why I'm not exercising to lose weight. That's just a byproduct mm. if it happens. This is what I said in yeah. our exercise episode. <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't hear that one. I should have. Um, coming out yeah. next week. Oh, actually, oh, when you're listening to this, it. listeners, it's already come out. So that's oh, confusing. It's just like a double impact. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but yeah, exercise for yourself. The weight loss and stuff will come later. But honestly, you should just do it for your brain. Yeah. That's mm. my biggest secret to doing things without medication. Yeah. Have you found, what's the ways you've found to implement that, to make the least resistance between not doing it and doing it? Oh yeah. That was the one that came up. So, um, you honestly keep the why in mind, keep your clothes out. Um, Keep them, like, have your clothes ready. I honestly, before even school, I would have my clothes ready, my bag ready the night before because I know I'm not going to do it in the morning and I will just mess up or I'll be late. So save yourself the <laughs> save yourself the struggle, honestly. Um, build it into your routine. So building routines for us is very difficult. But mm-hmm. um, I honestly, I don't know if habit stacking really works for me the other James Clear principle where it's like when you have a habit already like brushing your teeth and then after that you do something else I don't I don't really know it hasn't really I love habit stacking (laughs) yeah like I feel like it either works really well but I think you have to really intentionally focus I mean on building any habit you have to very intentionally focus on it to build it um I'll pick my YouTube video for exercise the night before and I'll have it on my uh on my laptop 
Um, mm, do an exercise. Wow. Yeah, and I'll have it ready so that that way it's just there. That I do that. Wow. So it's like the times. first thing you see on your computer. In the yeah. Morning. So it's like you're gonna do it. Exactly. exactly. That's really cool. Or like I'll do it on night. my iPad. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, have your clothes out. Just have the time in mind. I don't know. I feel like the morning time is always really tricky for me. So especially like if you have to be at the door at a certain time, it can and you're not really awake. It can get out of hand. Like this morning, mm-hmm. I think I like sat on the floor for 20 minutes. I was so tired. <laughs> I could have just like gotten up and done stuff, but I was like, Meh. the other thing is, Oh, this is from a Thomas Frank video that he came out recently. It's about, um, warm ups or something like that. Like start when you're not ready. I don't remember the title. Anyway, the habit I literally have on a sticky note is like how you act and then an arrow to how you feel and then back to how you act. So normally you think, how you feel is going to impact how you act. That's true, but it works the other way around. So even if you're not in the mood to study, you're not in the mood to exercise. If you just get up and do it and honestly, just don't think too much when you have to, because then you will create that resistance. It's literally like you don't want to do something. Don't really think about it. Just be in your own head. Think about something else, but like get your body moving towards that. And you're like, wow, I'm here. I'm exercising. So <laughs> I love that. That means you need no motivation. Yeah. It just means like frog off motivation. I don't need you because you're like, look, just to distract yourself, freaking do the first step. And then you're doing it. Just exactly. don't think about it at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like with wow. exercising, the first five minutes, I'm like, this is awful. And then after that, I'm like, yeah, this is great. So wow. do that for like all your habits. Um, I think with studying, it's the same. He said there you need to have a warm-up period. So your warm-up period is not where you can take marks off if you get something wrong. Like let's say you're reviewing your notes from yesterday that's fine if you don't know the answer. So, um, oh no, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Okay, so your notes from yesterday, you're looking at them, but like if you don't remember it, that's fine because this is your warm up mm. period. You're still, you know, you're waking up your brain. It's fine. This mm-hmm. doesn't count. So it takes the pressure off. Plus, you're already at your desk. So that's when you can start studying after your little yeah. warm up period. And you are actually already doing the thing, even if exactly. you feel like, oh, I'm not taking this in. Like, you're you're kind of doing something that's in the realm of study. Yeah, you're, like, vaguely there, and that's fine. We're okay with that. <laughs> so you're saying the warm-up period, is is that when you're waking up in the morning? Or is that as you start? Like when you're getting class? started on an activity. Yeah. Yes, there's a delay Right? Yeah. For some reason, there's like an attention delay, I find, when I switch task. And it takes some time to adapt to what the new task is and what's involved. Oh my God, task switching is so annoying. Oh, it's right. so awful. <laughs> it's genuinely, it's like the worst thing in the world. But you just, I mean, for that, if you're going from one thing to the other, really what I have found, just don't think about it too much because you will convince yourself so hard that you don't yeah. want to do this. You just have to yeah. not not think about it, but also just do like your little warm up period. You're like, okay, this is this does not actually count. 
And that in that mm-hmm. way, I feel like it takes pressure off, but also it just tells you like, oh, this is like whatever. And then you don't really feel as much resistance because it doesn't count. I love that. So don't think about it too much. Yeah. I love it because I, I analyze it too much. I make a volcano out of a molehill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you I'm know? a chronic overthinker. And so I to not think about it, I'm like, yeah, sure, I could do that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Wow. So that must build your confidence when a new thing comes up. You're like, well, I can do things that are uncomfortable. You've trained that skill by distracting yourself or whatever. And then you can take that. I have such a funny story. So I did like, whenever I started working in England, I was so nervous because like, obviously it's my first job and I was so nervous and it was the emergency department. I love emergency department. I, I love it. People can't handle it. I can totally mm. handle it. Um, they, I, I was so scared. And I just thought, you know what? Just do two weeks here. You don't like it. We're quitting. We're packing it up. We're going home. You have to get that desperate with me. Where it's just like, I, I give myself the option to quit. And because I give myself that option, I'm just like, oh, well, then, you know, the worst thing is not going to be I'm going to suffer here for the next four months in this department. I'm giving myself that option. I mean, I ended up staying. I'm still working. But mm. <laughs> it's wow. it's nice to have that release. I had to do when I was in final year, I had a month long psych ER night shift rotation. And oh. I just thought oh my God, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Like, not because of the context of what I was seeing, but I'm just anxious. Basically, that's it. And so um, I gave myself that option. I was like, look, if you don't like it after a week, it doesn't get any better because you have that transition period and that sucks. So if it doesn't get better after that, you can quit. You just go home. You can just I love that. Because then it allows you to take that risk instead of not doing it at all, Yeah. right? Instead of being like, I'm never going to go and do that thing. Like, um, I won't, um, sorry, brain wibble. Um, <laughs> but it allows you, <laughs> it allows you to be like, you're doing that thing, you're giving it yeah. a go. And because you've already agreed with yourself beforehand that you can quit, it means that you took the risk. It means that you made that move that maybe you wouldn't have if you didn't allow that. Yeah, exactly. And I was, I remember I was telling one of the other coworkers there, I was like, you know, I really thought after the first week, if I, if I don't, um, that if I, I'm going to quit, like after the first week, whatever. And he was like, of course you were going to make it through. Like, why would you doubt yourself? And I was like, oh my God, that level of positivity is what I aspire to be. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. You've shared so many great things. Like, um, is that what else would you like to share? I will give you my best pieces of advice. I think that's all I have left. Also, keep everything at your desk. If you're studying at your desk or if you're going to the library, take everything with you because that is an excuse for you to get up. Like when I sit down, I have water. I have two waters, actually. I don't have all of my pens. I have all of my notebooks. I have everything. And then that way, it's not like, oh, I forgot a pen. I have to go. And I come back and I do like one page of something. Oh, I didn't get this. I have to go. Keep everything at your desk. Mm. If you're studying, have one bag, like a pencil bag that has all your pencil stuff. Keep another bag with like, 
your headphones, your, I don't know, phone stuff, everything else that you need to take. Um, but then like keep them all in bags because then like smaller bags so that when you put it into your backpack or your handbag, whatever it is, it's all there and you can easily move it from one thing to another. And if you're studying at home, you can just put it onto your desk. So it's good to nice. just, like keep it together. Pouchify it. Families. Yeah. Pouchify. <laughs> I like that. One. <laughs> um, okay. So best pieces of advice. This is again, shout out to my therapist outcomes, not yeah. activities. Hmm. So when you're studying or when literally when you're doing anything, you will have to think about the outcome. So mm -hmm. let's say I, in the morning, I have to do like 50 flashcards and then I have to do 10 questions, but then I have to watch two videos and I need to read three pages. In the morning, I don't really want to do these flashcards. And like we said about the Pomodoro timer, don't just sit there and waste the time. Don't do that. Like your brain is completely resisting these flashcards. Do the other thing do one of those things that you want to do. Just do an activity and just start with something. And that way you're at the end of the day, you're still learning. You still learned something. You still did the questions you, you read, you did the videos, you did everything. So at the end of the day, your outcome is still, you did it. So yeah, even though to learn something, yeah. <laughs> and it's the same when like, um, if you have a lot of errands to do, like you need to do the laundry, but you also need to cook, but you also need to clean your house, but you also need to go to the bank and you really don't want to go to the bank in the morning, just do the other things and then come back to it. Obviously the bank stuff is more time sensitive. So I would kind of focus on that one for when they're closed, but um, <laughs> yeah. Don't go there at 9 PM. Yeah. It's not so, a good idea. <laughs> I just love that you buy like instead of having a big list of these many things you're almost saying like by saying think about the outcome you're almost saying think of the bigger picture yeah think exactly. of think like you are still tidying all day if you if you jump between these different tasks you don't have to think about it as broom sweep the floor do the laundry it's just like I will tidy today, you know? And I like yeah. that. It allows you to have a lot more flexibility. Yeah, because I think with us, like, we like structure, but we don't like too much structure. You know, mm -hmm. like, it feels very constricting. Yes, and yeah. so I really like this way where it's outcomes, not activities. Like, I could just not do the thing that I really don't want to do. But obviously, later on, when you get into the groove of things, like, you'll go ahead and do it. So you're still getting it done, but it's in a very like flowy, like free flow way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. He told me this. That's like, going to change my life. Ago, and it honestly, like it changed my life. So I'm excited for how <laughs> it'll change yours. <laughs> I love that. That means you don't have to think about all the details all the yeah. time or like hold all that Ram in your mind and use yeah. up that Ram on what am I doing right now? Yeah, or just, like, like, if you need more structures, you can divide it into these things I need to do before noon, these things I need to do after noon, but I can choose between any of them. It's like a buffet. Like, you can choose what order you want what. Mm. You I have to that. be a little bit careful sometimes, though, because, like, the other day I was like, I need to get to the gym today, but I also want to do this, this, and this. And I was like, and I want to take a nap. And I took a nap, and then I woke up, and I was like, I'm not going to get to the gym in time. 
You want to watch out for those pesky naps, yeah. <laughs> you got to watch out. Set an alarm. Don't just take a nap at 4.30 p.m. when the gym closes yeah. at 8. <laughs> I've learned so much during this, like, chat. Oh, can I just say it's one more amazing. thing? amazing. The biggest thing. Oh, yeah, of me. course. Um, besides for the smaller task, break it down. Someone was asking how to get started as well. Like how break it down into very small, manageable pieces. I never took that seriously until one day, like I had to study for cardiology and I wrote down, okay, embryology, I'm going to use these resources. Like these are the videos. I linked them in my notion. And then it was anatomy. I'm going to learn this, 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 and then physiology. I have this, this, these pages. And then like, you know, yada, yada, yada. So break it down into those subsections and have your resources listed already, because then when it's time for you to actually get to that part, like you have everything ready. You don't need to worry about, oh, my God, like, is this the best one? Is this the worst thing to do? Like, what am I doing wrong? You just have it all there already. And the best piece mm-hmm. I can give you is a body double. I cannot survive without that. So my best friend, she lives in Korea. Shout out to Zaha. <laughs> and we have a nine-hour time difference. And we still body double like no other like she'll text me and be like so i need to get work done what are you doing the next three hours i'm like i literally just woke up like i'm still in bed like god (laughs) she'll be on facetime and i'll be on facetime with her and i'll be like checking emails she'll be like cleaning her apartment and then i'll like fold my laundry or like i'll like do something else like we have been doing this for like 10 years Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah, and like I think this was even before I was diagnosed, we started it. I can't remember. I met her in college. I'm really aging myself now. But uh yeah, yeah um we <laughs> even like when we had like a much longer time difference, we still this is like the only way we get things done. But mm. um for my exam, because I had to start studying early in the morning, and that's kind of tough when you can't really go to a Starbucks that early or whatever it is, right? So for this is sounding so random, but there are these Skype groups for studying for USMLE exams. And some of the Skype groups would start at 8 a.m. and 7 a.m. So it caused me to wake up so I could attend this group if it wasn't recorded, like you really have to be there. And um, yeah, it forced me to wake up. And then when those groups ended, I just made my own Skype group and I would study that Mm. way and because it was me running it I really had to wake up at 8 a.m so if you don't have that body double option if it's not someone that you're studying with there are also other online places like there are like websites where it's like an online library and you just put your camera on yeah people people just are like there yeah I think there's discord groups as well that you can go on like discord servers and they'll just have like um, and I think we're, we have something like that on our Discord server. We basically have, like, a room mm-hmm. um, where you can, like, be together, but you don't, like, have to be engaging with each other necessarily. It's just, like, you're in the same space, right. which helps. It, yeah, it, it like, it really does help. It's very, very, like, underestimated. I think if you can set up study groups with people from, like, your own course, it's probably good because then you can also, like, if you need to ask each other questions about, Mm. like, how stuff works. Like, we had chemistry midnight club (laughs) when I was at university, which was literally, like, we would meet at, like, 11 p.m. or midnight, and there was, like, 10 of us or, like, 8 of us. We'd meet in the computer lab, and we would do our assignments together. 
and uh, and study together. Oh, and because we had each other there, we'd all be like asking questions, like how does this work? What's this mean? Like it was so good. And so if you can have a group of people like that, where you're, and that's such a good way to learn as well. Like that's how we learn in the real world, you know. Like yeah. when you're in a job, yeah. you don't just like go home and like have to think real hard about something. <laughs> like, I think it's something you know? really primal that we're, we were always doing things together for most of our evolution. And like we were always in groups. We were always in a group doing something together. And I think it helps in some deep, deep mirror neuron level. It's amazing. I'll have to try that. It's Neha, really it's so cool. good. Yeah, Ben um, will just jump on calls with each other like, hey, I need to do my laundry. <laughs> yeah, there's another one called like Focus Mate, I think. And it's just like you pair up yes. with someone. But honestly, the fact that it's someone random is like a bit odd. But if you, you can get mm. over that, then that's fine. Or you could just get yeah. a friend that you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I like that. The other, I guess people were asking for like really study techniques and things that work so visual things are really great if you can have like visual mnemonics any mnemonics but visual ones they're really helpful um i know i use this website called pixarize for like all of my medical things there are other ones as well um the text to speech extensions like the one on tiktok is really popular is uh speechify i have one called natural reader which i only recently started using but it's so great when you have like a long text and you're too tired to read it and you're just like i'm not gonna read this (laughs) or like you read Mm. it five times and you're like i didn't understand any of that so you can like use the the little thing you highlight it and then she reads it it reads it for you yeah um, and you can have like all the different accents. Mine's an Aussie lady, so it like keeps me on track because I'm like, this is cool. so cool. <laughs> um, I love that. So you're studying by just listening. Yeah. And you find it goes in easier. Yeah. And there are other ones where you can like take it from the PDF and then she'll read it off the PDF or something. I'm not really sure. Wow. Um, that's brilliant. Another one is add an extension to Chrome to increase or decrease the speed of your videos. Because that is like a big lifesaver. When someone is like, if you're reading, if you're watching a video, like a lecture, they're speaking too slowly, increase that up. I go to like 1.3, 1.5 sometimes. Um, if you want to slow it down so you can rehear it, that's fine too. That's really good. Um, and then as far as like when I was saying the warm up stuff, active recall is really good. So studying like with flashcards if you don't have physical flashcards that's fine there's websites like quizlet that are really popular as well for online but if you still like writing down things what i do is that i take the page and i split it in half and then like whenever i'm going over stuff i just like cover one half of it if that makes sense or like with a piece of paper and then i just like slide my hand down so it's almost like flashcards Mm. but you don't have that whole task of like ripping things and like flipping it over it's less bulky as well because it's like a really small notebook so Mm -hmm. that was that um flashcards discuss the topic yeah basically anything that's not very um that's not really what's it called passive like you need to engage yourself, right right you have to be so making it goes back to stimulation in a way because you need to like be actively 
part of this studying, mm. I guess, if that makes sense. Like discussing it with people, using flashcards, because then you're not just like passively reading a book. Doing questions is good because it forces you to think. Like a lot of the times I just learn from doing the questions rather than learning from a book. Mm. Because then it forces you, your, your your brain to do something, you know, you're, yeah. and you're practicing that like neuronal pathway, which will be exactly the same as the exam. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a really smart idea. I love all these ideas. It's not the same. And then you get in and then you're like, why is this different? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like translating all this like massive knowledge in our brain and like just the translation. Sometimes they want it a certain way, which is so cheeky of them. It's so difficult because moving something like, especially in medicine, when you're going from theoretical knowledge to actually practical knowledge and like using that, you're just like, oh, what is happening? Um, (laughs) I can only give you a textbook answer. I'm really sorry you have pneumonia, but I don't know what else to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. That's... Is there anything else you'd love to um, leave people with? Don't um, limit with yourself. What you've learned. Yeah, don't limit yourself. Don't think that you can't reach the standards that you look up to. Like if you look at like study talk videos or study blur, whatever it is, and you're like, mm. wow, these people are really organized with their lives. Um, I could never do that. You don't put yourself into that box because with the right adjustments, you can definitely get there. It will be in your own way and that'll work better because it works with you and not against you. So again, at the end of the day, it's just about how to play with your brain and how to make it work for your brain, I guess. Mm. it's a mind game and I feel like it comes back to that with everything like every topic we go through (laughs) like exercise and sleep and habits it's like oh my god figure out what works with your brain (laughs) yeah like habits are really good you should like all of your good habits they will work with each other so if you try to get your sleep better you try to eat better you're trying well you're trying so much that it's going to eventually like accomplish something. So it's all going to work together with each other. Just start somewhere. Like actually when you have a really messy desk and you need to clean it up literally, or like a house, like start in one corner and just move the other way. It's the same, it's the same thing with habits. Like start with one habit and then just go with the rest of them. Like whatever is coming after, just go with the flow, but don't ever limit yourself and think that you can't get to, those standards. Mm. I love cool. that. I love how you're saying, like, just in the same way that you tidy your room, you'd start in one corner and go, like, some people go, like, clockwise or anti-clockwise, right? Mm-hmm. I love how you're applying that to your your habits. So you could go, because, like, I think what works about that tidying your room is, like, you tidy that corner and then you can see, oh, you get the rush, you're like, yes, yeah. I did that corner. And I think that is so necessary to start building those good habits. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying, you're applying this to your life and you're saying, like, go full throttle on one habit, smash that habit, craft it, and then you can use that the faculty you've just built in your mind to attack other habits and improve. And I love that. They all work together in some beautiful symbiosis. Yeah. Oh, 
it's like a bit overwhelming at first because you're like, oh my god, I have this, I have this, I have this. Don't worry yeah. about it. Just do one, like you said, work on one thing, smash it, and then you'll see everything else has kind of moved a little bit in accordance. Mm. Well, well, I'm feeling fully inspired. I feel like I could intake a huge amount of knowledge right now. <laughs> um, I'm so proud of you as, as you're an ADHDer who has been able to, you've, you've worked really hard on having, you know, crafting your mindset, crafting your habits. And I think that couldn't have been easy. And so I'm just like, well done for smashing it. And I wish you all the best with all your... Yeah. Um, and you sound endeavors. like you'd be a great doctor, you know, oh, yeah. very caring and very like empathetic um, and that you meet people where they're at because, you know, at least you try and do that with yourself. Try. So, you know, like if we could have more healthcare professionals who understand yeah. what it's like on the inside, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. for us, we need more disabled doctors basically right like (laughs) because it's important (laughs) like with a unique neurology yeah because i'm just so glad that you're representing like the adhd is in a field where it's definitely like seems like underrepresented and a bit like stereotyped but it also makes sense that you're like oh i thrive in the ear (laughs) yeah (laughs) literally like i've worked on a very very busy surgical ward and I could go with it, but then other people were like, this is chaos. People cried when they would have to work on there. And I was like, I live here. And they were like, we feel really bad for you. And I was like, I live here. It doesn't matter if you feel bad for me. <laughs> this is where I work. <laughs> but yeah, I also don't see it as like a disability. I see it as more of a difficulty. But mm. it can definitely become a dis- disability in one sense. Like, I don't think you should bar it from being one thing or the other. But mm-hmm. it can go either way depending on how you manage it as well. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so yeah. true. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing so much of your knowledge with us. Um, And I think we didn't get too much to listener or viewer questions, but that's okay. I think you answered kind of a lot of what people wanted to know in your general tips and and your stories and things. So hopefully people found that useful. Um, If you like this podcast, (laughs) you can support us on Patreon (laughs) and then we can keep doing cool stuff and interviewing cool people like Neha. Yes. Thank, Thank you, you so, much, so much, Neha. You've been amazing. I really appreciate all your knowledge. And I'm definitely going to, you know, I've made so many notes. And I'm going to read <laughs> through them again and yeah, uh, explore the, them. I'll send you guys like the list of notes that I have as well. So add it on. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. And awesome. Yeah, good luck in. You're studying for what right now? USMLE. It's an eight hour exam. Yeah, good luck with yeah, that. Thanks. <laughs> I'm gonna smash it. You're gonna smash it, I'm sure. Hopefully, hopefully. Hey. Well, well take it guys. easy and we will see how it goes. I wish you all the best. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye, listeners. Bye.